Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast, Don't Quote Me. I'm your host, Orla Condon, and each week, joined by a very special guest, we'll be talking you through all the latest pop culture news, celebrity fallout, reality TV chat, and all the other TV bits too. We'll also be sharing some of our loves of the week and getting you guys involved by sharing your stories, questions, and thoughts on the biggest news of the week. This is a new podcast for me. I'm very nervous, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very uncertain. Love Island was a safe ship that I could ride along and chat to you guys about a show that we all know and love. This is the uncharted waters, guys. So please bear with me as we get into the swing of something new. My first guest is someone who will be familiar to many of you who are joining me from previously listening to my pot on paper. A safe pair of hands, if you will, to hold mine as I step into this new podcast chapter. Carla Kay, sound familiar? Coming up on today's show, the royal family, Harry and Meghan's UK return, Britney Spears faces backlash for fatphobic Instagram comments and why Christina Aguilera has unfollowed her for it. In the year 2022, Ray J is producing receipts for that Kim Kardashian sex tape and actress Britney Snow and Tyler Staniland from Selling the OC announce they are separating. In other news, Carla introduces me to Brit Barbie. I'm trying to convince everyone who isn't to start watching Bad Sisters and you're telling us the pettiest reasons you've ever had for unfollowing someone on social media. Let's get stuck in, shall we? Carla Kay, welcome to the very first episode. I'm like, you know what I was thinking earlier? I was like, what could I compare myself to? It's like fast fashion, fast fashion trying to do this whole like green 
side of things just won't fuck off. That's me. <laughs> so, here I am. Hi, oh. how are you? <laughs> hey, how are you? I hope that, I hope you get a good whole sense of who I am now. <laughs> so we we know each other quite well. I'm hoping that there will be new listeners to this, right? So I'm going to give a bit of context about yeah. who we are, presuming <laughs> that this is not just all holdover fans from my bottom paper. You are also welcome. Um, but hopefully there's some new people who I'm a stranger to. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, and you would be a regular on my other podcast, My Bottom Paper, which is a Love Island nightly debrief, where we regularly chat about the goings on in the Love Island villa. You're self our host of unpopular opinion which yeah. is a kind of a topical breakdown of what people are talking about at the minute you touch on celebrity news but you also talk about bigger kind of current affairs issues and lifestyle discussions and i've also been on that so we've we've done this before so yeah. it's kind of comfortable but it's also kind of weird because i've not done this specific one yeah. before which is weird. Like, um, I know you and I know the way, like I know my pod. So this is going to be interesting. I know, I know. Like maybe it'll be, maybe we won't curse on this one. <laughs> I used to get DMs about that from my bottom paper. People being like, I just really appreciate it if you just wouldn't curse so much. And I was like, hon, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just don't know what to say. I'm going to be cursing. Like, I just don't know what to say. Like an Irish podcast, babe. <laughs> yeah, like, honey, like yeah, we we're do. getting into things. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We're having a chat. So like, I'm really sorry. Like, isn't for a lot of people will play it in like their kitchens or something when their kids are there. So I do understand on that behalf. But I'm like, maybe, maybe don't go and listen to the unpopular opinion. Then maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. find a different one. Maybe, maybe a set of headphones. Maybe just the one headphone. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's just yeah. keep like one eye. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's it's what's going to be. Let's start the podcast as I hope to start it every week. Just asking generally, Carla, how are you? How has your week been? My week has been bustling and busy. Good. He's a busy busy yell. Um, but this week in particular, I've been doing a ton of makeup. There's a lot of award shows, there's a lot of events going on. So I've kind of been going back into my old bits and bobs by doing makeup for a lot of people. Um, I've recorded a lot of a lot of podcasts this week. Um yeah. And yeah, so I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be with you. But how's your week been, huh? Good. I'm glad that you're coming to me at the end of a very hectic podcast recording week. I know you're gonna be super fresh and all the ball. <laughs> Well, it is the morning. <laughs> you got me at a good time. It is the morning. Oh, I mean, true, true. We'll strike with Darren's hot. Um, my week's been good. I've just been prepping for this. It's very scary. It's very scary launching a new podcast. Like my bottom paper was easier because it was like the train is leaving the station on Monday night and you're either on the train or you're not on the train. This train is waiting. I drive this train. So yeah. I'm like, I can leave this fucking train at the station as long as I want. So it's scary yeah. launching something new. So I've been very um, nervous this week, but thankfully there's some good stories that I want to kind of get into with you and I'm really interested to hear some of your opinions on these because I imagine you definitely have some um a real mix of old characters and new uh, a real a real blend of things hopefully there's something for everyone um we are recording this on Sunday morning tomorrow is the royal funeral of Queen Elizabeth by the time that you are listening to this I sound like one of those YouTubers now being like oh this video will probably be live when you watch this but by the time you're listening to this Done and dushed. It's over, lads. Yeah, <laughs> Funeral's it's done. done. I'm well. I hope. I hope so. As a as a resident of London, I hope it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's over. I really do. Um. So yeah. So maybe there'll be fresh goss tomorrow. Who knows? But we. I want to talk about the last two weeks. Obviously, Queen Elizabeth died on September eighth. Mm. Um. And since then, it has been pretty much dominating every media outlet whether it be news or entertainment 
uh, or sport, thanks to David Beckham. Um, everyone is talking about this. It's very much, I don't know if it's probably not the same at home, but here it is like all encompassing all of the time. You cannot escape it. And there's been some, as expected, really interesting discussions in the media, some interesting discussions on social media. How have you coped? <laughs> How have you coped? Are you holding up, girl? Let's also, I'm also hoping some of our UK listeners might have a paper coming yeah. on over. This is a safe space, guys. I kind of want to talk more about like the general, like, yeah, the generalness of it all, the generalness. Yeah. Like, it's, it's funny for me because I have a British boyfriend who okay, yes, of course, is yeah. very against the monarchy. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. There's been a lot of, you know, Little arguments about cleaning up, and he'll be like, "Look, your queen didn't die, okay? So give me a break." <laughs> I'll be like, "Very good, very good. I see what you're doing there. Cashing in, I like it." But um, for me, we spoke about this a little bit on our podcast, and I do have to reiterate that because we'll probably have a couple of people that will pop over. You know, same circles. We all run in absolutely, them. absolutely. You know, it's this. I understand why people are sad. I understand that it is a very like she was queen for the longest time out of any. Royal, she had the longest reign, right? She was 96 years old. She had the privilege of dying at home, surrounded by her friends and her family. This is not a tragedy. Yeah. This should never have been portrayed as a tragedy. This is just simply not that. It is the end of an era. So there is a lot of nostalgia that people will feel. There is a lot of kind of what's going to happen now. Like there's a lot of uncertainty, but this. In no way, shape or form could ever be portrayed as a tragedy Yeah We knew what was going to happen before it happened Yeah It's still funny, funny I don't think it's registered in people's brains That like King Charles is actually a king And is actually I know know. He doesn't have to interview guys He's just in He's just in Like it's done Yeah Like the dust is going to settle And everybody's going to be like Hold on, where's Charles And where are the corgis? Like what's going (laughs) to happen? God bless me. <laughs> I was going, I was in a St. Anne's Park. It was a lovely dog run there. A couple of corgis. I was like, Liz, Liz, is that you? Blink <laughs> twice if you need help. <laughs> Are you here now in Dublin? You in St. Anne's Park? No, sorry. The Trisha Page's stuff was the funniest oh, thing ever. Which was party. like, she's gone into labor and everyone was like, is Queen Elizabeth being <laughs> reborn <laughs> as Trisha Page? Child, <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed. If you don't oh know who Trisha Paytas is, get to know who Trisha Paytas is. Like, you're maybe the, if you don't know who Trisha Paytas is, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> like, yeah, Google it. it hasn't broken you like it has us. So. No, Google it. Uh, no, yeah. it's so fun. Malibu Barbie. That's <laughs> Queen what Liz now. Cool name? I'm sorry, that's a cool name. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. <laughs> gonna be a star. It's gonna be a star. I mean, she is going to be a star. She is going to be a star. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was there was weird conversations. I think the way it was being framed, like you said, as being a tragedy, as being a shock. I, I was also, I was like, <laughs> she's 96, guys. She's 96. Every day she woke up was a shock. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every day she, they should have been like, Jesus. She's so good for you. Good for you. Fair play, girl. Back for another one. <laughs> Let's go. But there's been like this rolling news coverage now for the last week. And I have to say, I've been really gripped by it. I find this kind of media and this kind of news coverage really interesting, mostly because I'm like fair fox to these journalists who are like, I have a six hour broadcast to fill, you know, five minutes worth of news with. Like, how do I make this stretch? <laughs> They're oh, like, funny. we've got a, a corgi body language expert here. <laughs> what way the tail is wagging? I 
find this interesting for a different level because the British okay. press are a menace. They're such yeah. a menace. But I feel like yeah. they fall under consistently when you think about worldwide press and you think of American paparazzi, like the way that things have gone, the stuff that's written about, you know, shadow yeah. governments and all this mad stuff. But like, I feel like it's very exposing of the nation as a whole, in a way, like we've seen what's happened with protesters. We've seen the way that people yeah. have reacted, you know, at this point yeah. in time, it's very interesting when it came to like, even the Prince Andrew stuff versus what happens when his mom dies versus does he get, for some reason he gets away with his indiscretions for a certain period of time, because when it all comes back to it, they're obsessed with their monarchy. And I get it. It is, it's been there for a very long time now. But there has been rumblings and there was a real kind of backing of that when she when she passed away, would this be it? Would this be the like, are we going to abolish yeah. monarchy? Is this going to be end? Has it run its course? Has it run its purpose? Because it is a massive, massive strain on taxpayers money. And also it's not technically their government. It's not the thing that yeah. decides and passes and, you know, it has a a big upholding, but it's it's very, it's kind of faded into a little bit like what we have with the president over here versus with our actual government. So there is yeah. that kind of bigger conversation. But I did find it incredibly exposing where they're just like, let's shove all this shite to the back. And all of a sudden we're massive royalists. Yeah. And anyone who's not a royalist, be damned. Yeah. And how disrespectful and how disgraceful. And it doesn't matter who you are, or where you come from or what your history is or what your background is or what your reasons are. It's disgraceful if you're not. Yeah. In mourning in some kind of, I don't know, in some kind of pullback from your, from your normal life to, to, to build on the nation's grief. It's bizarre to me. Yeah. And I think I expected that from like the BBC. Like I didn't expect to get incredibly nuanced coverage from the BBC because I just thought, look, they're they're the national broadcaster, you know, they are a part of the London Bridge Protocol, which we heard about so much over the last week. And I was like, they're they're likely not going to cover the flip side of this narrative. So like I was looking to like channels like Sky and ITV and, and these other UK channels to see what the narrative was. And even down to, I think it was on the Saturday I was watching. And at this point, Michelle O'Neill had made a, a statement from Sinn Féin. Uh, we had President Higgins had made a statement. Uh, Miel Martin had made a statement. There was numerous statements from from, you know, high members of of government and leadership in Ireland. And Sky was doing like a roundup of like the countries who were paying their respects. And it was like, like Ireland wasn't even mentioned. And I was just like this. I find this weird that we're there's such a, a historical link here. There's such a history here. You know, many members of our government have come out and made statements. It's 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 worth noting, given our history. I just and I just found from there it was like, oh, you guys really aren't going to acknowledge the people who are like, who are not happy. And I mean, like even down to that protester that we saw who who screamed at Andrew when they were walking behind the the coffin. You know, that was kind of not really shown. I didn't see that on any news outlets. It's like all this stuff I'm mostly seeing on Twitter. I saw um, it on American news outlets more than I saw it anywhere else. Like, it's kind of interesting, right? And and then just this, like, this, like, thirst for blood with Meghan Markle, which just has come back again, is, like... It's embarrassing at this point. It's it's so embarrassing. And also, it's, like, I don't know, is it more jarring just because all of a sudden it kind of popped up again? Like, I felt like we kind of... It was kind of ramping up for so long when she was introduced to the royal family in, 
you almost became kind of used to this constant murmur against her. Whereas all of a sudden now it's back and every headline again is like, you know, what protocol is she breaking? And, you know, what smirk is she showing? And, you know, her hair was on the wrong, her parting was on the wrong side and she was disrespected. It's like, for the love of all that is holy, like, please. Like, I just find the whole thing like interesting in a way, but also just like so confusing, like so confusing. It's just this bizarre commentary where it's like Megan needs to get over herself, shut up and fall in line. And it's like. That's broken all week, by the way. Megan, I don't think I've seen one word utter. <laughs> like, oh, just like nothing. I saw something today where it was like a picture of her in Westminster Hall and they were like her evil smirk. And I'm like, she's literally just like, it's her face. Like, yeah. it's her face. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen worse resting bitch faces. Like, ju- like, ple- like, let's not. Get me in there and you'll have something to talk about, lads. <laughs> Get me in there. <laughs> ah, the scowl. Do that oh. video of that girl in that competition show where she's like bawling, crying yeah. and then the yeah. camera and she's like... <laughs> 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 That would be me spinning around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Very me. But it's just, I just, I find it frustrating that she can do no right at all. No. Like, she did what you wanted her to do and she left. She removed herself yeah. from this space. While I agree, while I get the merit in like the idea that, you know, the Oprah interview was whatever it was. Like, I get why people were upset about the Oprah interview. I get why they're upset that she's speaking out. I get why they were upset about, you know, Prince Harry's book. And I kind of get that stuff, but I'm like, you're, you're taking it far, far beyond that. You're taking it down to like the fact that she holds her husband's hand when he's grieving his grandmother. And it's like, like get a life just get a life like seriously get over it like it's just so weird to me I think the problem is with it is that there's a there's there's so many different factors at play you'd be here all night talking about it but when it comes to that woman they're so affected it is truly embarrassing like it's very interesting how you know Kate Kate got a lot of this when she's when they first got married and whatever else like that she didn't get this end of things but she did get a lot of like abuse but it was almost like perfect we now have somebody who's actually done things that we can really really amplify yeah because everything that has been like everything that's been curated and whatever you believe about Meghan Markle has essentially been presented to you by media in some way shape or form so yeah. Which is grand. It's kind of how we form most opinions about people. But yeah, there is no real basis to this. She doesn't seem to be hurting anyone, but people are so obsessed with hurting her. Yeah. Very odd behavior. Very And it's like the pitting of her and Kate against each other. And now we're seeing the pitting of like William and Kate's relationship versus Harry and Meghan's relationship, which is also so bizarre to me. Like... The, the clip of Harry opening the door for Megan and then all of this new chat on Twitter, which I, like I seem to have like unlocked this new like space that I was never in before on Twitter of like, Kate clearly hates Will. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was a theory that we were, well, like, we were fleshing out. Interesting. Yeah, I'm like, look I at guess. them, they're deaf, I'm not shagging. Look at them, look at the way that they look. Oh guess, let's have a read of these receipts, guys. Let's see what you got over here. Like just all this stuff. It's like, it's endless. Like endless the commentary And like 
I, since I moved to the UK, I love morning television here. Like I, I find this just grossly entertaining. So like from your Lorraine's to your this mornings, Loose Women is probably my least favorite because I just think yeah. it's Loose Women. Girls, come on. When they get talking about the Royals, I find it like bonkers. Yeah. There was something I saw on Twitter, which I thought was really interesting. And um, in October of last year, the Twitter analytics service bought Sentinel conducted research, right? And they were coordinating a campaign to see what the harassment of Meghan Markle and the Royals was like on social media. And they were checking out the targeted harassment of Meghan specifically on Twitter. And of 14, or sorry, 114,000 tweets from just 83 accounts using their combined 187,000 followers are responsible for approximately 70% of the negative and often hateful common content about Megan. 70% from just 83 accounts. Like, but this is what it goes to show when it, when it's relative, this is the problem with mob mentality. You're like, everyone hates her. 83 people hate her. Okay, but like, you know, in that kind of way, and it's it's this thing. It's like I don't even know how you know, don't even know how she's even getting a podcast deal because you know everyone hates her. No, you and a select few others hate her. Other people probably have an indifferent opinion or no opinion at all, and then there's a small selection of people who adore her. Yeah, and this is this is the problem when you when you think about like haters as a group. Okay, so like say if she has a hundred thousand fans, yeah. A hundred of them or like a thousand of them could really, really dislike her. Out of that portion, who is a big enough gun to go and tweet about it? Yeah. Who's gonna put There's the effort a- in to be public hater? You know? Yeah. There's <laughs> just like the loudest, the loudest crazy. The loudest you in the room. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like never it's just- like it's never actual proportionate representation. It's just <laughs> what little freaks are out there doing <laughs> doing the work that they think everybody is is really chuffed for. Wild. And then yeah. when they, when these accounts are, you know. When 83 accounts are, are scheduling 114,000 tweets and then someone is like yelling about Andrew being a sick old man. That's all they said, right? Mm. You're getting dragged to the ground. I know. You're getting like, honestly, and arrested. Yeah, they're tasing you. Yeah. Someone held up a sign, abolish the monarchy. Arrested. Yeah. Arrested. Arrested. Arrested for disturbing the peace. What? Like, like the, the Andrew stuff is... The Andrew stuff is terrifying, Orla. The Andrew stuff is absolutely terrifying. Can you imagine his victims or victims of that whole setup just sitting there and being like, oh, very good. You know, oh, brilliant. I really feel just done. 12 million pounds he paid out. I know. Do you know what I mean? And now the taxpayer is paying for him. I know. And now he's getting, and like everyone kind of had this thing of like, oh, when when she's gone though, he'll be exposed. Like he won't have to say, we're He's literally just put him into like a, a, a solid position where he's like, if he's out of, if he's incapacitated, then yeah, five of them in that. I did look that up because I was like, how? But it turns out it's just kind of one of those but things. But he's, so. he's number one, right? Like he's the no, first. No, Camilla's number one. And then oh, William's Camilla. Camilla's number one. William's number two. Andrew is like third or fourth. I lo- I actually looked this up and it was like, this is the problem with media as well they're like sensationalizing it's like he's next in whatever he's like <laughs> like i just did <laughs> i don't know he's making no it's queen it's king or queen's consort goes number one which is camilla at this point in time okay. just like it would have been philly for for liz philly <laughs> philly it will be it's consort one and then next in line two so that's okay. camilla and then william which i think people will accept not the camilla thing but they'll accept the william hurt <laughs> and then the rest of them is 
uh, Andrew, is it Andrew, Edward, and then Harry? But it's you have to be over the age of 23, randomly, and you have to be, I don't know, there's some other wow, but no, it's not Edward, it's Anne. Anne, so, uh, I was gonna say, did she get yeah. a look in? It goes, Camilla. Well, no, Anne didn't get a look in. They're saying that he think they think they might they he might remove Andrew out of it and pop Anne into it. So maybe it is. Oh. Edward. I can't Who cares? They're 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 You care about Andrew the criminal? <laughs> yeah, Harry the rogue. Let's, let's just when this queue ends, guys, and when you're all free again, and you're all back walking yeah. around living your lives, and we're not yeah. watching the, the Sky News live tracker of planes flying in at Balmoral. Let's shift and pivot our attention back, back to Andrew. Do you know what I'd love to see? Right, just yeah, after this week alone. And then we probably should move on to a different topic because I can go all day. <laughs> but you know that kind of media, you know those media surveys where they're like positive and negative, like how people think about profiles yeah. of people and like they go up in points and it's all done off a point system. Love yeah. to see where David Beckham is standing there after the weekend. Yeah. Because you're either yeah. mortified for him or you just, this is after stationing him further so you can be up as hell. <laughs> yeah. In a way. I think I think there's something about it that I find like it deserves some kind of respect that he did that he had that kind of value that he queued, but then I'm just like, you queued for 12 hours. Like I just I think I get what you're saying. I'm like, well done to you for queuing for 12 hours for something that you believed in. Why did you believe in that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get me. I'm like, the pictures of Holly and Phil though, like skirting in around the yeah, they're like, and then this morning I had to come out with the statement and be like, they were there as members of the world's media. I'm like, what were they doing? Spin to win with the Queen? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? what? Emails? Oh, doesn't matter for you. Oh. Oh. Cooking segment live from Westminster Hall. No, like, what were they doing? Like, what were no, they doing? No, I, I don't really understand. And I'm like, did we need? No. Did we need Phil and Holly there at the coffin? Look, guys, what I will say, right? If you've sat through this whole segment, it should be kind of over now. Like the funeral has happened. We hope. Um, hope. The the days of mourning are over. London Bridge Protocol is now done. We're into a new era. Yada, yada, yada. I feel like it's going to kind of taper out now and we're going to be like, oh Jesus, actually what's happening in Ukraine? And my, with my energy bills and like, with like predators the world over. Like fish, bigger fish. (laughs) Let's just re-harness this energy, you know? Um, Okay, we'll move on. Um, another story this week that caught my attention was the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. I think fallout is probably a bit strong a term. Um, but the stuff that went down here in the last week, because I think it's a really interesting conversation given Britney and her history and the situations that she's been in over the last, what was it, like 13 years in the conservatorship. Yeah. yeah. This, so this all started last week. She put up a post on Instagram and obviously Britney's Instagram is hopping. Like she is a very active Instagram user. Yeah. She often poses things on there that maybe are a little bit hard to decipher or a little bit cryptic, not cryptic, but like kind of just hard to understand sometimes. It's very much just like a spill from her brain onto Instagram. And it's great that she has the freedom to do that now. And she can just share whatever she wants to share. And she's not being stifled anymore by that conservatorship. And she has the 
the ability to make those decisions and embarrass herself on social media if she would want to, like the rest of us do on the regular, right? Mm -hmm. She posted last week um, a picture of a quote from Rodney Dangerfield that said, I found there was only one way to look thin, to hang out with fat people. And in the caption, she said, what a a quote from such a reputable writer. (laughs) (laughs) From what a source. (laughs) From Walt Disney, that one was right. (laughs) Oscar Wilde wrote this often in his books. Perfect. Um, In her caption, she said, I wish I could have chosen the nannies for my children, my dancers. I mean, if I had had Christina Aguilera's dancers, I would have looked in t- extremely small. I mean, why not talk about it? Don't you think my confidence would have been a bit better if I could choose where I lived, ate, whom I called on the phone, dated, and who was on stage with me? It's hard sometimes now. I see how much of my womanhood was stripped away at that time and every person sat back and didn't say a thing. Anyways, I will be here talking about the things people never talked about. Um, and then that was what she posted in the caption alongside that quote, which... She has said stuff like this before, right? She said similar things like this before about like her womanhood being stripped away. And I saw today she posted kind of magazine covers that she had been on during her conservatorship versus before her conservatorship. But this post, I think everyone kind of applauded any post she put up being like, look, it's just, it's a sign of freedom for her. Let just enjoy it. Even if you think it's a bit silly or whatever, just let her enjoy this freedom of being able to do this. And then this was posted and people were like, oh, like, oh, I really don't know if you know what you're saying here is really, really fatphobic and like really hateful. And it's like, it's this conversation now about taking responsibility for saying something that like is offensive mm-hmm. and, and the impact that had on people who find that offensive. And then also acknowledging the fact that like, she has not been able to make a decision for herself in so long mm. and what that would do to like your, your like the way you think about things. Body, like your confidence, yeah. your body, yeah. your everything, your mental state. And like not being a part of like those kind of conversation shifts over the years. I mean, like we all said things 10, 15 years ago that you would fucking never say now because you're like, I know better now. And I listen to these conversations and see these things happen. And I feel like, she missed a lot of that. And does that also play a part? Now, I find this is like a really weird, like a really gray space that she's in here. It's a very jarring thing. Imagine having no, as you said, imagine having no control over your, over social media, knowing it's around, not, not really having all that much time to kind of play around and understand and backlash and everything's very controlled. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're just given free fucking rain. So she is kind of at a point where, that is a fatphobic comment. The whole yeah. thing is very strange. I don't think she meant anything by it. I think she only, I think when Brittany posts, she posts about herself. She doesn't think about anybody else in the moment because she's trying to regret, regain her own control. And she's trying to create her own narrative, if you will. She's yeah. also has an unbelievable amount of trauma. Every single thing she says and does gets misconstrued in some way, shape or form, even to this day. You know, I've seen people being like, was the conservatorship the worst thing in the world? And I was like, man, how are we back here? And that's how, that's how flipping people are. That's how fickle they are. Yeah. Where it's like, you say one, like no one's saying anything. About, everyone's letting Kanye West go absolutely wild. This is no it. Like, yeah, yeah. About popping him into a conservatorship. I'm like, damaging to who? To whomst? Your idea yeah. of who Britney Spears was to you or to her yeah. herself? Yeah. Question. It's like, as soon as that pressure comes off, <clears throat> 
with that conversation because it was a time yeah. last year where it was like nobody would say anything but this needs to end yeah and now the pressure is off and we're seeing the reality of that people are like oh but no I kind of liked like her more quiet and submissive yeah. when she was in it's like sorry even if, if you don't like what she's saying or doing that's a person living a their free life like that's just life like yeah. shouldn't be, like you can't just be like actually that person over there I don't like so can we get someone to manage them so I don't have to see parts about their personality that I don't enjoy like I don't really engage with them all that often I'm just kind of coming in off the cuff of what some other people are saying and I'm just going to kind of assume and create an opinion yeah. on that that's going to be unbelievably damaging toward them not really at all anything other than a flipping comment and this is where it's like do we demonize her for making and what I will say is probably a flippant comment in a way yeah. that she I don't think she meant any harm by it. It's hurtful for Christina Aguilera, for sure. But at this point in time, I don't think it's an excuse. I just don't know why it's such a... Yeah. Like, I don't think that there needs to be this amount of scrutiny and the whys and what ifs and what does this mean and all of that other stuff. Because I'm like, she is going to make mistakes. You're essentially turning into somebody who's kind of been infantized for quite a while. Yeah, because of her situation and she's been very open and honest about it and she's been quite eloquent about it I think anyway in, yeah. in comparison to what we know and, and the amount of you know the amount of stress and strain and, and substance and everything else that she had to deal with for, for that length of time I just don't I get the backlash but I don't think it should be I think it should be a, a kind of like a slap on the wrist let's move on yeah I like, agree I think it should be like I would take this down and I would try and understand yeah. why people are upset yeah but I, and, I wouldn't be like, this is the, your, your career's round. You're yeah. now known as fat phobic X, Y, and Z. These are learning. Yeah. You got them from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I also think as well that unfortunately this leans into this like long, like long running narrative about herself and Christina and the feud there and all this kind of stuff. So it's like very much like catnip to like the tabloids. Yeah. It was reported afterwards that Christina had unfollowed her on Instagram. Now I didn't know. I wasn't sure if she definitely did. I didn't check before, but neither of them are following each other on Instagram as of today. Brittany later posted a picture of like two like pixies, like holding hands. And the caption said, uh, by no means was I being critical of Christina's beautiful body. It is what it is. I flew to see her show once. And the main thing that I noticed was the difference of our people on stage. By no means did I even mention Christina. Look at my post. I was inspired by her show and she's a beautiful woman of power. Thank you, Christina, for inspiring me. To be honest, I'm not trying to be critical of anybody. What I posted is a protection of the insecurities I deal with all the time as a result of how my parents and the media have treated me. I would never intentionally body shame anybody because I know what it feels like. I struggle with this because of how I feel about myself, not because I hate how anybody looks. I feel like my family knew I was insecure and people were trying to purposely feed this into feed into this insecurity by not letting me have a choice in the people who were on stage with me. I appreciate you all being understanding with me as I figure out this new life I'm living. And I think she kind of got into, she got into the weeds a little bit there with the post. And then I was like, okay, no, like it's not a case of like, this is a result of how I've been treated. So like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, because I also don't think that's right. But I think she acknowledged at the end of like, I'm figuring out this new life. Like I'm kind of having to learn all of these things that I didn't have to learn before because I wasn't making any life decisions that someone my age should have been making. So it's just like this really interesting. And I think there are like most of like the free Britney fan kind of people who are part of that movement. The comments are very much like, 
Brittany, we love you. We understand what you were trying to say here, but you should educate yourself as to why this was upsetting and remove the post. Now, the post has since been removed. She's kept the this kind of apology post up. Yeah. Um, and she's posted number, numerous times since then. But I just think it's really interesting how quick, like you say, a lot of people were to be like, you know, Look how spiteful she is now that her yeah. dad isn't yeah. running her life. Yeah, it's like, like maybe men were the answer. Maybe they weren't, Brian. Maybe like, <laughs> but like it's just it's mad. And like obviously this comes after Kevin Federline spoke yeah. out yeah. in the sixty minute interview, and Jaden, her son, spoke out, and like all of this public stuff about her kids and how that has all been handled. And like, I, I, I just kind of I. He was right. Leave Britney alone. Like, I so think she needs to be told that this her. was right. But like. Terrified like, of her. Terrified yeah. of her having her own control over her own self. Yeah. Not just goes to show how very much she was controlled. Because yeah. why is everybody absolutely freaking out? Yeah. About a woman. Fair enough. A very powerful, very influential pop star. But still yeah. just a woman. And. Why, like, why is it such a thing to everyone that she has control over her own life? I think Christina unfollowing her, right thing to do. Hurtful post, feeling hurt by the post. Do what you want. As we said, if you don't like it, unfollow it. Yeah. She probably did the same in a bit of retaliation, but obviously she was probably a little bit embarrassed about what she said. And at that point in time and how it was kind of, you know, she yeah. obviously thought she meant one thing and, and explained it correctly when it wasn't picked up that way. Because of yeah. what she said, you know, and I don't think it's an excuse in any way, shape, or form. I don't think she should be excused for her behavior, but I think no, no, you can kind of go, okay, it makes sense as to why she's saying it. Yeah. But not yeah. an excuse. It's not okay. She does have to unlearn a lot of stuff and she will have to relearn a lot of things. And yeah. should she do it on social? No, but that's what she chose. And I don't think she'll do it again soon. Yeah. And I also feel like with the point she made about like, you know, she would never intentionally fat shame somebody because that's what she went through. I mean, I believe I, can't, I can't think of any, well, there definitely is some come to mind, but like the body scrutiny that she has been under and just like her, just the scrutiny about her appearance for like yeah. two decades. Yeah. It has been relentless, like yeah. relentless. It's, I mean, yeah. it just like, out, like, I don't know how anybody would survive that kind of constant criticism of their appearance and I I just I I feel like this was more like you say the the culmination of her not learning these things in real time as someone who should have at those ages growing up yeah she she misstepped she missed the mark with this one but she's trying to acknowledge it and while it still might be a little bit clunky that's also part of like her history and like where she is and it's just like I don't think we should just like absolutely be like fuck Britney like that was so outrageous she posted that. like I don't think she, now all of a sudden she's free she's like let's be a bitch on social media like I think this is just like she did not learn these kind of things for mm-hmm. so long and now she's trying to figure out that language and that and how to express herself on social media as openly and honestly as she wants to but also kind of read I don't know it's like it's sad I just find the whole thing so sad that like it's still she was triggered by something, you know, Yeah. And she wanted to share what she was triggered by and how it made her feel. And again, this is all a lot to do with her taking back her power. So she probably saw something or I can't remember what the actual post. It was that quote. I did. Yeah. She saw that quote. I'd say it was something else that kind of came up and she was like <laughs> that gorgeous quote. It was <laughs> something else that came up and she was like, yeah, I actually want to tell people about how I'm feeling about this. Yeah. 
not every again, not every thought we have needs to be shared. And she's navigating that right now. Um, another kind of blast in the past story that came up this week. There's a little bit of a, a rundown of the dates and times and what's been said and what's not in this one. So apologies in advance for that, but we think we need the receipts here. Ray J. Yeah, is is back in our headlines. Yeah. He has been producing receipts about the infamous sex tape that he did with Kim Kardashian that was released back in 2007. Uh, and this all comes off the back of Chris Jenner going on James Corden's late night show and doing a lie detector test where she said she had no part in the Ray J Kim K sex tape and the releasing of it. Um, there is a detailed breakdown of the timeline of their relationship, the sex tape, the continued fallout, the players and all that on the cut. I'll pop it in the description, a link below so you can have a read. Um, but this sex tape has like, we've been led to believe because obviously we've heard more of Kim's side than Ray J's side in the last 15 years for obvious reasons, um, has long been kind of a source of embarrassment, we've been told, for the Kardashian-Jenners. Um, and Kim has really worked to kind of separate herself from her history, despite the fact that she built, like that they built their what would you call it? Their industry <laughs> off of it. Like, yeah. like, and I think that needs to be acknowledged. The fact that like when Ryan Seacrest was looking for a show for E! Entertainment and Chris pitched her family, definitely playing a part in that was the recent sex tape that was released of one of the girls who was friends with Paris Hilton and all the stuff that came along with that. Like it's a part of their history and, and the reason, one of the reasons why they got their start, which then led them to their businesses and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, it became a headline earlier this year when the Kardashians' new show aired on Hulu and they spoke about the sex tape and more specifically, they spoke about the Kanye West retrieving of the laptop, all that kind of stuff. Um, that led to Ray J initially speaking out about this and saying it was all bullshit and yada, yada, yada. There was no response from the Kardashian-Jenners um, at that time now bit of context Kim and Ray J dated from 2002 to 2006 they reportedly filmed the sex tape during a trip to Cabo in 2004 and it became public in 2007 after Vivid Entertainment obtained the footage um, now the founder of Vivid Entertainment Steve Hirsch has told Page Six that he told them this in 2017 the, the deal was not brokered by Kim or by Chris and he also said or according to Page Six as well Kim and Ray J both had to sign off on a deal before the tape could be released released and were reportedly paid five million dollars each but Hirsch maintained that Kim um, was very hard against making any kind of deal and it coming out. Um, in 2022 Kim is dating Pete Davidson at the time. Tensions are very high between her and her ex Kanye West um, and Kanye did an interview with Hollywood Unlocked in which he claimed that he went and got the laptop from Ray J the night before Kim hosted SNL and he implied that this laptop was the one that had the footage containing the sex tape um, and he said that Kim cried when he gave it to her. Now, I don't know in what decade we're in where like all of the footage is on one. It's on a laptop. Like, it can't come off the laptop. You have to take the whole computer. <laughs> I need that laptop. <laughs> I need the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, 
And he said at the time, it represents how much she's been used. It represents how much people are, how much people didn't love her and they just saw her as a commodity. At the time, Ray J's uh, management didn't comment. Uh, and later on the Kardashians, um, this was shown. We saw Kim getting emotional and Kim is seen actually in an episode saying that Ray J's manager is claiming he has a sex tape of them in Santa Barbara. When the episodes did air, uh, Ray J commented saying, all of this is a lie and he can't let this do, th- let them do this anymore. And he said it was all so untrue. And this, this has kind of started him starting to release the kind of information that he believes are receipts to kind of ju- like explain what really he said happened. He did an exclusive interview with Daily Mail at the time where he said he never leaked a sex tape and that the entire thing was a deal and a partnership between Chris, Kim and himself. Um, and he said that he did float the idea initially and that Kim was open to it. And once she was on board, they convinced Chris. Um, and from there, it was very much like run by Chris and Kim. Now, since then, uh, Chris did the appearance on James Corden. He asked her, did you help Kim release the sex tape? And she said no. And she was proven by a lie detector, which we know stands up in a court of law. the only way to prove. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that she was telling the truth. And this led to Ray J posting a number of Instagram posts where he was sharing these receipts. He took to Instagram and he said he was planning to take them to court, but instead he would be going live to share these receipts on Instagram. He went after the administrator of the polygraph who Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fans would remember from the episode with Lisa Vanderpump where she was trying to prove her innocence in Puppygate. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, so it's the same guy. He's kind of well-known. He went on to share the supposed contract that he signed with Vivid Entertainment that he also alleged Kim signed. He also claimed that Vivid Entertainment purchased three separate tapes and that Chris, Chris pushed for the release of one over the others because, quote, it gives my daughter a better look. Um, and he said that he demands that they admit that they've been fucking me over and they should immediately bow down to the facts and go ahead and apologize. He said, I just want my daughter and son to appreciate what I've done here on earth and I know their dad isn't going doesn't go for exploiting women, disrespecting women and leaking footage of someone who didn't give permission. He then posted about a 44 minute video on Instagram shortly after showing DMs with Kim um, and that they weren't blocked by each other because I think that was a suggestion as well. But there's been no response as of today from Kardashian Jenner's. What do you think of it all, Carla? So... Let me, <clears throat> let me just <clears throat> let me just think about this one real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. She has go on, gone on to which is got, coming up on two decades now of a substantial career. Ray J has made multiple, multiple, multiple attempts at trying to sustain fame and fortune. Yeah. The only reason he is relevant at this point in time is because of Kim. Yeah. There is nothing else that he offers. And if you've ever watched Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, I would highly recommend that anybody watch the show because it is trash TV to the ultimate. I love it so much. The Hollywood one in particular, because it's all faces that you might like recognize and people that essentially from your childhood that you're like, yeah, see, I do remember they had that song. Or yeah, I, do remember <laughs> that. I really, really highly recommend it. And okay. even in Love and Hip Hop, he is like, yeah, my name's Ray J. You'll know me from that. And you also know me from Miss Kim Kardashian sex tape. You know, it's very much part of his personality. There's, I think there's so many different factors at play, but I think this just kind of, I'm surprised that Chris let that question happen with James Gordon. 
I'm so, like knowing what we know and how much of a like curated media mogul good old Chris yeah. is. Yeah. I am surprised that she let that one kind of go over the line because I think she knew the the violence that it wouldn't sue because he's not going to let this quit because he why would he when he could possibly at some point in time get financial gain from it and that's yeah. it's not like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if Kim and Chris putting it down I don't think I think it was the same as Paris they got put in a shite situation what are you going to do are you going to make let everybody else profit off it or are you going to try and take a cut from yourself and try and regain back a little bit of power. If there was yeah. three videos and Chris picked which one, I also don't blame her for that. There could be yeah. two others that like, you know, have much more experimental or, you know, there's plenty yeah. of things that could happen. It's a sex tape at the end of the day. I do think it was private and I don't think it was ever made for someone to see it. Yeah. I think it would have been a bit more obvious in that kind yeah. of way, shape or form. I think at the time that Kim and Ray J got together, Ray J was the famous one. Kim was just... The birds that he was with Kim didn't really yeah. have a name Other than being Rob Kardashian's daughter And Paris Hilton's stylist Or fashion coordinator Or sorry Wardrobe coordinator Whatever <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Whatever that fucking title was Whatever it was You know Ray J had had a couple of hits He was making enough money His sister's Brandy He very much grew up In that kind of way But he's very obvious About like He is very much One of those people Where he's like I'm here for the fame Yeah like, He says it consistently he is very much like a big brother contestant, you know, kind of way. Like, and it's so there. funny because he's come out and he it's as if he's trying both of these like narratives to see yeah. which one sticks. Which one sticks? Because he, he came out earlier this year and he said, you know, like as in his career has taken such a hit from this. And he's like, I couldn't be a part oh. of any reputable major network television shows and do Dancing with the Stars and do America's Got Talent or anything like that because of my image, because of what they made me. I'm not allowed to be in those spaces. And it's like, but pal, like, I would, I would absolutely take that on board because I'm like, I do think that there's places being like, we're not associating with this guy because the main thing people will know him from is sex tape and that doesn't fit our, our brand and whatever. I kind of get that, right? But as you say, if you're going on everyone you can get on and absolutely milking that part of your story, yeah, then you don't get to hate the fact that other places don't want you for that because like you do what Kim has done and bury it. And and not and give them other things and move the narrative forward and do other bits. Like Kim's career was affected by it as well. And she just took the career that she was given and she built and she built and she built and she built. And now she's like one of the most influential women in the world. And it's like, are you shocked? I'm not shocked. Are, are like, we shocked? I'm not shocked. Are we like are you telling me the sex tape is more damaging to the man? Yeah, like, this is a, this is exactly it. I don't know one man who's came out of the back of the sex tape with the worst narrative. I just don't like, understand. And one thing as well is that Ray J started his career being Brandy's little brother. Brandy was able to go yeah. on Dancing with the Stars. You telling me that you couldn't pull her connections? You're not yeah. wanted on Dancing with the Stars because nobody <laughs> wants to see you on Dancing with the Stars. You're not relevant enough. Why is Dancing with the Stars as well? This idea of like wholesome American television. I think it's because it restarted so many people's careers over there. And that's all, yeah. right, all Ray J has been trying to do for 15 years is restart his career. That's all that he has been trying to do. He has tried to throw so many. And if you if you watch Love and Hip Hop, you'll get this. Like he has tried to throw everything at the wall and make it stick. He's tried to manage boy bands. He's tried to be in boy bands. He's tried yeah. to take, you know, when B2K came back and did a tour together, Omarion wouldn't lead it. So he led it. Do you know, it's like all yeah. of these different things. Like this guy has tried yeah. to have a music career, has tried to, you know, do everything. One Wish, great tune. Would recommend that download. Very good. But oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I used to yeah. love, did you watch Moesha? Yeah. I loved Moesha. So Brandy was Moesha and Ray yeah. J played her brother as well in the show, right? Yeah. 
And it was such a good show. And that was kind of my frame of reference for him because that would have been on like RT2 or something growing up. Yeah. Um, so like he had, like he was like, he had a lick of fame. Like he very much covered yeah. Phil Collins with Brandy, you know, <laughs> it happened. Yeah. but I don't think it's a case of, he is trying to, he, again, we're just kind of getting to this point. Even if Kim tur- or even if Kim and Chris turned around, we're like, yeah, we were all behind him. What does he think he's going to get from it? He's not going to yeah. get payout. He wants yeah. to go to court because he wants to try and benefit. Are you really going to go to court against the Kardashians? Yeah, you're yeah. just not. It's like there's a couple of people that you're not going to like go to court with. Yeah, it didn't work out for Black China. It didn't work out for the other multiple multiple people who thought that they had a case against them. Yeah. You are not going to financially gain anything from this. But he is trying. Yeah. He is still trying. Yeah. And it doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock me about his character. It doesn't shock me about anything. I'm surprised. The only thing that shocked me about this is the fact that Chris let that question fly. Yeah. But I do think as well that they're in a bit of a tricky situation where, you know, their relevancy is also starting to kind of drop a little bit. And I know that they were on James Corden because they were promoting Kylie Cosmetics. And like, that is tanking. 100%. Yeah. That is tanking Why, why yeah. are you on James Corden? There's only so many lip kits you can sell Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's but my You're on James Corden Trying to promote a launch of a makeup line Do you know yeah. Are we yeah. Have we gotten to this point? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It is weird And like also it's that idea of like what you say about Chris not letting that question But like Also they fed this narrative on the show So I'm yeah. like yeah, they're definitely okay, and they're feeling confident enough that if he did launch some kind of legal battle, that they'd be like, "We are willing to take that risk because I think we know she was we'll willing, win." She was willing to take the risk for the inches that we give, for the column inches that it would give. Yeah, and I think that's where it came down to. It's like, what's something that we can always pull on that there's yeah. a morbid curiosity about that kind of puts me in a bit of a shady light, but almost like boosts me as the momager, like the ultimate manager. Like, let's yeah. Kind of Continue to really boost up this narrative Where it's like Oh my god Chris Jenner Would she Would she be that Oh maybe she would be yeah. like that Her own daughter Maybe But she And like it. you said If it came out now And was proven that they did It would be like <laughs> And like And what Like And what Like it might clean up his image it Might Maybe it would change the perception on him A little bit But like She'll probably wear a Queen Liz gown To the <laughs> neck neck gala Like that's probably where we're at You know It doesn't matter Yeah, yeah. They've, they've They're they're, they're beyond They're beyond You know yeah. You know what it's like With America And the fact that they don't really Like they don't have That kind of history Of a monarchy And they try and create celebrity To fill that gap for them The Kennedys yeah. were The first foray The Kardashians I, I'm pretty sure Are right up there for them They attach themselves to family I don't think Ray J Coming out and being like There was three cuts of a, of a tape I, I don't yeah. No one cares man Like yeah, Two yeah, and yeah. Cabo One Santa Barbara Again Like Find yeah, yeah, yeah. who gives more of a shite about that than about, you know, Chloe yeah. possibly giving some tea on Tristan. It's just not a thing. It's not a thing. Yeah. They'll release another baby name. They'll do something. They'll change the narrative once it stops. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, and we we discussed this on Unpopular Opinion about yeah. the Kim and Pete breakup. And what else did we discuss? Chloe and, and <laughs> Tristan having, having the baby via the surrogate and all this kind of stuff. And like, on a popular opinion that I believe that I don't think Chris like fabricates stories to fill the press but I do think that she has a bank of stories that she can use when and if she needs things like the Kim and Pete breakup came like the day before Chloe and Tristan announced that they'd had the baby and I do believe that that was a timed thing to try and give Chloe a bit of a break and you know that kind of stuff and I just think 
if you're going up against that kind of that kind of system you're not you're not you, and if you don't have concrete I just think the evidence that he's got could be kind of construed either way like he he showed a contract but yeah they did have to they had to sign something you know, they, they had, had to, to sign something so yeah, like like it you was could have that so yeah that would make sense. yeah but you could be kind of misrepresenting what that might mean you know so it's like I just, like you said, do we care? I just kind of was like, you're going live and you're putting up 45 minute videos yeah. to discuss this. Like, What else does he have to be doing? And even the fact that he's like, I'm doing this for my kids. Man, you have ripped your wife off publicly so many times and yeah. gone back and around the houses about these kids and about what they mean and whatever. Poor princess yeah. love is sitting at home being like, stop <laughs> talking about your ex. Seriously. Dad, would you stop? No, that's his wife. Princess Love is his wife. Is he the wife? Is she the wife? Yeah, Princess Love. Princess Love. And she is like beautiful. By, like by birth, Princess Love. Princess Love, yeah, by birth. Right. Yeah, I know. Crazy, huh? Crazy. Okay, on to the next one. Um, Did you watch Selling the OC? Did you watch it? I watched the first few episodes and I was kind of like, this is better than I anticipated. I hate Selling, on, selling Sunset. I don't like selling sunset. It's I think so like, oh, shit. It's, it's it's poor. It's poor, poor, poor. And um, like people are, I think people are like drinking the Kool Aid on selling sunset. They're like putting on their Instagram, like, oh my god, yes, it's back. And I'm like, do you actually? Are you actually like frothing that it's back for you? I just think it's so boring. Like so boring. It's so boring. Nothing happens. The first you have to remember the first couple of like the first seasons kind of got us in a weird in a weird time, and we're yeah. kind of nice and glossy. Adam Devillo's back. Interesting, you yeah, know, in that kind of way. But at this point in time, I'm like, this is this is this is boring. <laughs> this boring. is boring. Like the only interesting storyline that they had ever was the idea that Christine was trying to poach clients and give them money and I was like oh my god yeah, yeah like give me this like, and then and then Christine yeah. was like oh I've got COVID I'm not doing the reunion I'm like sorry you gave us one whiff of a decent storyline and then you were like yeah that's all we're going to give you on that it's like oh, what the fuck like wild so selling the OC I was like oh I feel like this is going to be even more like sanitized and boring yeah. um I think it's more dramatic I think it's more dramatic, dramatic. I think, yeah yeah I need to finish think, it now, but I know I know what story we're about to talk about. I actually know more about Britney Snow than I do about the selling yeah. the OC kind of part. So that's yeah, yeah. So it is. It's a bit of an interesting one, but I do I do think out of the selling franchise, selling the OC is better. <laughs> selling the OC, I think it's better. I think the characters are better for a reality show. You've got real clear. You and like Christine was like a grand villain, but she was a bit like. I just found her so panto. Like everyone's like Christine yeah. Quinn is one of the best reality TV stars of all time. I'm like, is she? Like is she's she? so panto. Like it's just too much. She's no take her. No. <laughs> and people being like, get her on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm like, really? Like I think she'd grand. be good on something like that because I think she'd know to spin a story, and I think she'd know. I think she'd serve looks, which we love. I think she'd serve storylines, but like not in a runaway. way. And I think she's young enough to kind of cause a bit of a stir with the other castmates that they'd be a bit yeah. like this blow in. But I do think yeah. it would work in a way, you know, I just I just don't think she deserves like iconic reality star status no. yet. I and don't think she builds her up. I think she does more for that. I do think she does more for the show than any of the others. Like, oh, yeah. Who's rooting for Chrishell or bloody Jason? And, Mary or someone. Like, yeah, Mary. God bless Roman. Oh, come on. Like, just yeah. Like, better. just like. I don't like I'm so happy that you're having a family. I, I just don't care. I just I don't just care don't about care. them. I don't care enough about you to no. make this in, like a, a cool storyline. I like, don't want to go to your baby shower next season. I, like I'll watch every episode because I'm just I have a weird fascination with why people love it more than 
actually wanting to watch it because yeah. I'm like maybe one day it'll click with me but I'm just like no and like lads, my standards are on the floor like yeah. I'll watch anything like the um, top is there it's right there <laughs> just like go for that selling the OC definitely better we got introduced to Tyler Staniland which is a uh, not the second certainly name I got yet. Yeah. Certainly a name. Um, as one of the brokers in the new Oppenheim uh, group building OC group in the OC, whatever. Right, he's on the new one, and he is introduced to us, and we learned that he is the husband of Britney Snow. Now I was like, oh my god, yeah, because I remember seeing pictures of Britney Snow's wedding two years ago. They got engaged in twenty nineteen. They got a marriage got married in 2020 and I remember being like oh her wedding looks so amazing and I just think she's divine and I'm a huge Pitch Perfect fan and like John Tucker Must Die fan and like I was just like Britney Snow is like very much like a millennial sweetheart right so I was like oh okay great she's married Britney Snow love him uh they announced their separation last week they announced it on Wednesday and they put up uh similar like mirrored statements um, Brittany posted after time and consideration Tyler and I have made the difficult decision to separate this decision was made with love and mutual respect for one another we've realized we need to take some time and make sure we are living we're each living our most fulfilling and authentic lives we started this journey as best friends and our relationship will continue to be a priority not only for us but for our dog Charlie we sincerely appreciate your support and ask for privacy as we navigate this new chapter I was like not the fucking dog like not for the dog always the dog um, Always the dog, right? Like they were just like grand statements out there. This was hardly surprising to anyone who has seen selling the OC because in the show, um, we're pretty quickly given the impression that one of the main stars, Alex Hall, has a bit of a like soft spot for Tyler. Like she kind of talks about how good looking he is and how well they get on and yada yada. And you know, this references that he's married and all this kind of stuff, like very much leaning into like. She had like she definitely fancies him, but he's married, so she doesn't go there. And we're also introduced to another character who we're told tries to kiss him multiple times off camera. And it's a big kind of um discussion on the show, and it's a big drama in the show, and it causes a lot of problems for her and for between her and the other girls, mainly Alex, who's very upset that she tried to kiss this guy well, that we all know. She kind of fancies, like right? he's also married. So like you're watching the show and you're like, if I'm Britney Snow, like a person who's been in the public eye for like a long time and has had publicists and all this kind of stuff for a very long time, I'd be fucking fuming if my fellow went on a reality TV show and immediately within the first like four episodes is the center of it, like a cheating scandal. Like I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, posters. <laughs> like, like I would be absolutely bullen if I was her. So when this came out, I was like, yeah, that yeah, absolutely yeah. tracks. This absolutely tracks with how he behaved on this show. Like, wild. Yeah. And this is the thing. They were friends for a very long time before they got together. And before they, I think they were together for five years in total, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, But they were, they'd known each other for like a decade. That's like for you. And this is where it's like, I hate this narrative, but it truly is like, Men don't know how to act sometimes when they get a bit of fame. Like yeah. when they get a bit of attention. It was like, I'm going on a reality TV. She, like they were obviously, she was an actress. That's grand. He was a real estate, like, are they real estate sellers? Brokers? 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 Are they? Are they? We don't know. We don't really know. They're kind of like people who have an interest in houses and cars. That's kind of like who they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. Know, you go through the records of how many houses were sold. It's it's like yes. three, three, three per season. But uh, like if it was on Davina, it'd be zero. But we're <laughs> at this kind of point where it was kind of like 
was he was there? It's so if he was doing it to kind of have a storyline, you're an asshole. If he was doing it because, you know, he actually had that bit of attention because he now they wanted to kind of create that drama. Yeah. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You it, like what way, how did you let this become yeah. a narrative? Yeah. If you had any respect for your wife, who apparently was your friend, who apparently was like your friend for a long time, plus your wife. Yeah. Why did you let this fly? Why did you say, okay? Yeah. At what point did you say, do you know what? You can't turn around Maybe and go, this- I didn't know that this is happening. The most- yeah. Yeah. The most obviously put together, you can get, you could write a book on Adam DeVello and what he does and, you know, whose Birkins he's offered to, to you know, to yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah. storylines, whatever else like that. Like we're, we're at a kind of point now, we know too much about reality TV to know when you are and aren't being manipulated. I truly don't yeah. believe that this guy was like, I don't know, I'm just really good looking. They just all fancy me and expect yeah. his wife to be like, that's an excuse. That's okay. And they tried to convince us multiple times, like after this story about them, was it Kayla, I think was her name, tried to kiss yeah. Tyler. He was like, oh, someone asked Tyler, when the lads asked Tyler and they're like, like bro moment, like, you know, what does your, what does your wife make of this? And he was like, oh, she's fine. I told her about it straight away. Like, that's nothing. Like, it means nothing for us. Like, we're solid. Like, it's grand. And also in another moment, like Alex says to Cam, like in her diary or whatever, she's like, you know, or said it on Instagram, I think, like, Britney has nothing to worry about. Like, that's a silly narrative that the fans are coming up with. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, we want you all go to, like, the beach for, like, some after work drinks where he's, like, literally, like, you're literally koala bearing around him and, like, stroking his face. Like, I don't think we're, like, reaching for any narrative here. Like, you're very clearly presenting us with this narrative that, like he's trying like people are trying to kiss him and people are trying to rub up in him on like a very regular basis and he doesn't seem too outraged by it like he no. just doesn't like he very doesn't one of these there's no smoke without fire and they're creating yeah. the smoke and fire at this point yeah. so um the reports are saying that snow was not britney was not happy about what she learned um, from i mean no like i honestly i was like this is not a statement that needs to be made um but she was not happy about the selling selling the oc and what had gone on they were reportedly having problems before this and this was the last straw now whether that was true or not i don't know um but the, a source told people that britney never wanted tyler to be on the show but he was adamant that he wanted to be on there he wanted to make a name for himself on his own terms now his family are uh like real estate have a real estate empire themselves like which he worked for for many years we see it in the show where he kind of references you know this is his first time going out on his own and not working for his family brokerage and all this kind of thing so i don't think he's like from like he's not like a nobody with no money of his own or you know trying to kind of prove whatever like he's a wealthy guy from family money so and do you go on a show like that because you want fame? Like, that's I that, don't get this like translates to me. I'm yeah. like, you didn't need this. You brought this onto yourself. Yeah, Why? exactly. And it's it's so it's like you're not making a name for yourself like financially or something. Like if it was that, I'd be like, I kind of get that maybe that want to be like, I want to be, I don't want to be on someone's arm all the time. I want to be, you know, trying to contribute equal to what my partner is contributing and all the kind of stuff. Like I kind of get that, but like wanting to make a name is fame. You didn't want, it's not about money because you have money. So you want to more be famous. Because you were on selling the OC. Like yeah. no one's going to be like, oh, he's a, that's, look at the way he's. Love that guy on that Netflix oh, series. Like, like I've got, why? yeah, two yeah. up, two down. Can you help yeah. me out? Like, yeah. no, like it just, it just reads 
my wife is famous and I hate, hate being it. her plus one. I hate it. Like, yeah. Much as I thought it was okay at the start. I've thought about it. I've been with it for long enough. I actually hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is manifested essentially directly into my lap. He didn't need the money. He didn't need the notoriety. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. He wanted the notoriety. He didn't need it. It wasn't yeah. aiding anything else. I totally understand the other girls. Look at the success that Chriselle and Christina and all those others, Christine, Christina, uh, the others have had. I yeah. get it. So I'm like, yeah, you're going to elevate your profile. You're going to become an influencer. You're going to have opportunities, whatever else like that. And you're going to be a bit of a celeb. Totally understand it. For him, for him to turn around and be anything other than absolutely and totally honest about what was going on, stupid. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. why she never wanted him to go on the show. Because if I was an actress and... I was married and my fella had money and I had money and we were comfortable and we were happy or so I yeah. thought. And then all of a sudden you turned around and she, she's well aware because she, she's in that industry. So she's well aware yeah. of how it changes who you yeah. are and your personality and the way that you're portrayed as well. And the fact that you can't really control reality TV, you know, yeah. you take a movie, people know, Oh, you're playing a part. She yeah. was well aware. There's a reason why they don't tend to be like, yeah, reality TV savage. Yeah. So, and and now, now it's the case of like, will he be back for season two? Presumably, yes, because he wants to make a name for himself. And this is the perfect way. Now he's going to be very central to the storyline. But like, how do you come off as a good guy here? Because like, you don't. So well done you. You've cast yeah. yourself not only in this, but you've cast it as a villain. They always do well, don't they? Yeah. And if they're going to try and sell me like a romance between him and some of the other girls in the office next season, I'm going to be like, do you know what, Netflix, you can keep your selling series because all of them are shite. Like just... <laughs> This will selling sunset was is done. The yeah. selling Miami, was it Miami? Oh, that was dog shit. That it was, was dog. so bad. Yeah, so yeah. bad. Yeah, that like selling the OC definitely had me like, oh, oh, maybe we've yeah. got some. Oh, like, oh, maybe, maybe because I'm here. Uh, but if this if this is going to lean into like all oh, like a cute office romance when it's Britney Snow, like know your target audience pal because like your target audience is britney snow fans yeah like i'm just <laughs> i'm just telling you right i'm telling you right now i'm just telling you right now it's not it we're not we the one we don't ride for for tally <laughs> we're not here Italian. we're not here for talent like talix shipping you know what i mean like we're not we're not okay Um, okay, that wraps up our news of the week. Um, your loves of the week, Carla. This is going to be a segment we do each week where you can discuss anything that you've been enjoying. It can be telly, it can be a reality TV show, it can be a celebrity story, but it can also be a nail polish cover color or a routine or a fun quote you found on Instagram, maybe on Britney Spears' Instagram. So what have you been loving this week? I have been loving Brit Barbie. Please tell me you know who Brit Barbie is. No. Okay. She's a TikTok. Can I Google? Star. Can I Google why you're why you're talking? You want me to? I, I I think I can play it and it will make so much more sense to you guys once you hear this. So Brit Barbie is a TikToker. Okay. She yeah. is um very much a viral star of the moment. Yes. Um, oh, I recognize has, her face. Yes, I recognize do, of her course, face. because it's it's, yeah. it's important that you do. Um, so she has released do we say released she went viral because she has um a song shall we say or a kind of a thing that she came up with and it's called period uh period uh i'm gonna play <laughs> you a little a little snippet from it because it's kind of gone yeah it's okay. gone viral um and she is you know i i would implore everybody to google her so you kind of get the visual okay the yeah. as well mm-hmm. um but i'm gonna give you just a little snip now of brit barbie 
Is this how it goes for the whole thing? And then she does a break. And we love the fact that she does a break because what's happened is celebrities are now starting to like no. break. So Chloe Bailey did a verse. And to be honest, I think it's pretty baller. I think it's a great verse. She does a she does a little verse to period ah period uh. So it is catchy. Got my name up in your belt. You don't know no better. Don't forget I'm from the south. Yeah, I got them headers. You watching everything I do? Studying all of my moves. What you do? What I do? Never let it be said. Silk purse pig's ears. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, what way? I know. So, yeah, there's been multiple people who have now hopped on. Period. Uh, period. Uh. <laughs> I really want you guys to look it up because she she sticks her tongue out for the period. Uh, the period uh. Um, so I've been obsessed with watching everybody's covers. Um, yeah, as I said, Chloe Bailey did them. Uh is that all her content on TikTok? Like, is it just is this her first like viral or has she other stuff on TikTok? No, she's other stuff on TikTok. Okay. This, this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> for herself in the music industry for some time. Baby Tate has done a version. Johnny Blaze, Kali has done a version. Like there's, there's, there's good versions. Reputable, yeah. <laughs> Reputable people are are using this as their um their latest beat, if you will. Their their latest beat. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact it sounds like I made it on Garage Band in like. <laughs> Yeah. I love that fact I'm just like yeah Everything I just did is so grimy Yeah I, no. I, You're right though You need to watch You need to have a picture of her You need to watch it Like you need to know What she looks like To get the vibe like, Oh I'm seeing a meme now Of her with her tongue out Actually as yeah. well Yeah Yeah that's a period, uh, period, uh, period, uh, period uh. <laughs> That'd be the uh And not the uh, uh. <laughs> not the, uh. Thank you well, funny enough, one of my loves of the week <laughs> was Rip Barbie. <laughs> was TikTok because I'm 700 years old. I speak about this a lot on my paper um, that I am very terrified of TikTok. And I've made a real conscious effort, Cara, in the months since Love Island ended to get that algorithm TikTok yeah, and up, up to shape <laughs> to, to deliver me the goods that I need. I am not yet at Rip Barbie talk but <laughs> I like can I is it too late to say I get the hype like I'm like oh yeah I see why people are on this all the time like okay. every there's day no need, there's no need to be scared like this is I think it was it's scary at the beginning when no, there's nothing there for you because you're like I don't it doesn't this. know me at all we're strangers to each other and now we're more familiar and it knows what I need and when I needs it. And I, yeah, I'm like, I'm seeing that uh, daily usage on what, like the internet go up and I'm oh. like, it's definitely TikTok. I'm not, a, I'm not a Brit Barbie yet. I'm not. And I'm fine. That's actually a big part of my TikTok, the mm-hmm. algorithm that's not fed yet. is like the kind of like the corn and like Brit Barbie, like all the kind of songs I'm not yeah, getting yet. You're not getting So yet. hold on, let me, I'm just making sure my phone is like within earshot. So maybe it'll, it's not <laughs> it's, I want it's, more attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need more of this. Yeah, um, so true. yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Have you been watching Bad Sisters? Have you seen no. Bad Sisters? No. Oh, I am jealous of you. You get to start it from the beginning. It is Sharon Horgan's series with Apple TV. It is 
cracker. It is so good. Um, it stars Sharon Horgan. It stars uh, Eve Hewson, daughter of Bono. It stars uh, Sarah Green, Cork actress, Anne-Marie Duffy, Anne-Marie Duff, sorry, uh, Darren McCormack, who was in, was he in Love Hate? He was in the Centrad. I mean, I remember that. Um, brilliant. It's brilliant. It's really, really good. It's based on like a Danish series, I'm pretty sure. It's like, it's a, it's been adapted for like English TV. It's on Apple TV. And I know that's annoying for a lot of people because they don't have that subscription. You can get a free trial. I would say, wait, if you're going to, if you're going to bounce after the free trial, wait, it's not all out yet. There's six episodes. I believe there's two more. It's cracking. It's the story of these five sisters who, um, are really close. They live in some kind of swanky seaside part of Dublin. It looks like potentially like Houth or somewhere. Houth. Um, it Same. looks like feels like holes or somewhere. They're, like they're always at fourth foot and stuff like that. Like okay. go for like morning swims and shite, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's very like Dublin esque, right? Um, it is about the f- four of the five sisters who hate, hate, hate their fifth sister's husband, uh, who is played by Clay's Bang is his name. He is terrifying in the role of John Paul. Uh, he is this really controlling really scary husband who just has broken his wife down to being like this like really timid controllable woman who's just is afraid to make any life decision it's awful and her four sisters are like he's destroying her he she's like not the person we ever knew and they decide this isn't a a spoiler it's very much in the trailer if you've not seen it but they're like we need to kill him and we need to save our sister and it's this whole story of like how they plan to kill him what all of their motives are you know, what, what things have gone on in their past to kind of drive this hatred. It's brilliant. It's also really funny. Sharon Horgan is just She's endlessly likable. She's just so likable. Um, But yeah, like I said, six episodes are on Apple TV. I think there's eight total. So if you're going to just like scoop in for the free trial, wait till all eight are there. Um, But it's just, it's so good. And we got back from holidays yesterday and we had two episodes to binge. And I was like, you're like I was just like feasting like on two episodes. I was just so delighted. <laughs> Right, we were talking earlier about the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera and Christina and them unfollowing each other. And we have spoken about this on my panel paper. We spoke about it on The Unpopular Opinion about if it's not for you on social media, that's fine, just unfollow. The unfollow is so easy, guys. You should get more comfortable with it. Some of us are more comfortable than others. We were asking our listeners who are new, guys, thanks so much for coming through with some stories I was terrified we would have to make these up but we didn't we got some really good ones um we asked you guys to let us know what the pettiest reason you you had for unfollowing someone on social media and we got quite a few really petty petty reasons we're going to start off easy right kind of low ball someone unfollowed someone for pretending to eat biscuits all the time and they were a liar (laughs) Firstly, how did you, like, how did you know they were lying? Yeah. Yeah. I actually want to know more about how you knew that they were a liar than them. Like, then I, I understand that, that kind of like lying about food to me to become relatable, just truly, well, it'll never actually. Like what? My brain. Huh? 
what food is relatable? Oh, well, people just being like, I, oh my God, I'm eating all the time. I'm just a big eater. Eating oh, yeah. Lunch, yeah, yeah. Lunch, okay. lunch, nom, nom, nom. Here I am having a bar. <laughs> like, I'm just a chocolate fanatic. I am just the chocolate fanatic of the world. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that creates <laughs> me. So I do understand, but I'd like yeah. to know how you proved that they were alive. Yeah, this sounds like someone pretty yeah. close to home. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like it. Yeah, so you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, I can just see the Chloe like liar. Um, I unfollowed a school friend who posted an awful pic of her wedding. Blurry, not centered. Couldn't see the dress. <laughs> I love it. That would break. It's like, like I fuck see- off out here. I've yeah. been refreshing your feed all day it. just to get a goo, yeah. and you've yeah. like literally uploaded this shit. Like, yeah. get out here. Like, how dare you? I don't. I don't unfollow people I know, right? Because I just I don't want to be mean. I mean, I. But Christmas dinner, this one happened. The food they posted looked unappetizing. Someone unfollowed for that. And I'm like, for the love of God, your Christmas dinner looks like shit. Yeah. It might look gorgeous in person. It It, looks like shit on Instagram. Stop. Yeah. It's the worst. Like, it's the ugliest meal. If you want to share it, share it to Connor Ryan. He rates them on his story every Christmas. Do that. Just don't make me see it. Spare the rest. Like, unless I'm getting some kind of witty commentary along with it. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I just yeah. don't want like. I just don't want it. Yeah. I just don't want it. Keep it. Um, I unfollowed someone because they made a joke about not trusting Leos. I don't believe in astrology, but I'm still not about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the it. astrology thing is a bit. It's a bit all over. Insta- Do you I know? Are it. you an astrologer? Oh. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Are you? Do you love that kind of stuff? I love it. I love really? it. Really? So yeah. Like the moons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm so into it. Like, oh, I could read well, you for sure. Yeah. 100%. Oh my god. Um, I unfollowed this girl because she kept posting her and her brother with weirdly intimate captions. You should have You should have kept following. Kept following. <laughs> I need to know more about that situation. You should have kept it. I would. I would have liked to see. Weird, I weird, intimate as well. I kind of like. I I'd love to hear an example. Yeah, I kind of wish I had screenshots for some of these. For do you know what I mean? like intimate. The only one who knows where all my secret tattoos are. You're like, <laughs> oh my god, that came to you way too quick. <laughs> but I was just starting to think. I was like, what is like, what's an intimate caption that they would know th- that you could post and not be like. Yo, me and my brother are fucking. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it would have to be something like, what's weirdly intimate? Like, tell me, tell me what's weirdly intimate. Do you think they like still take baths together or something? Yeah, in their life? Know, like, oh, the only person I go for bath time with, what? <laughs> <laughs> the only lad I share a shower with, what? <laughs> what? I even follow someone for sharing a pic of their teeny tiny cellulite to show people just how like the us they are. I fucking hate I people. <laughs> on it's like this mid size. You could get me on another podcast about this poxy mid size movement. Oh man, I'm like just just say, like just say you want attention for your body, but you don't register yourself as a Kate Moss. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like just yeah. just say what you actually mean. Yeah, I've seen people at tens and twelves. Like, I'm like, do I have to bring you back to? Oh, I'm like this. Yeah. Oh. So I'm like mid size was created for people. Who are over a size 16, which is technically a plus size 16 and over, but can still shop on the high street. That is the whole point of mid-size, so that they weren't yeah. conflated with plus size and they because they cannot share in the same 
issues and struggles because they can still get some selection of their size on the high street. That was the whole point. Midsize yeah. is not you wanting to show yourself in a bikini and being like, I'm a midsize girl though. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not like the skinny yeah. girl. I'm a midsize girl. Like that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also hard for people then who actually want that content who are like, I actually do fit in that category and I find it hard to shop. Yeah. But I don't want to like pretend I have it harder than people who are pl- yeah. like plus size who literally have to go to like specific Length, retailers uh, yeah. and like retailers really research. The shop, like, yeah. Yeah. Like I yeah. like it's also hard for those people who are genuinely trying to seek out people to kind of find those places that they can get clothes that they like without kind of. And then they find a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm a size 12. And it's like. And your difficulty shopping is what? Like, like I, I love that you are showing off your styles on Instagram. I love it. I love that you feel the confidence to share that. And I love that there are people who find that helpful or inspiring or whatever. But like the language that you're using around your body is like, it's kind of gross. It's kind and of, like yeah. mid-size doesn't sit well. Like it's a weird one. This whole mid-size thing, it doesn't sit well with plus size people either because it's almost it's like we're not plus plus size we're mid-size you know yeah. so like we're not the big bad plus size we're not fat we're kind of yeah. fat but we're not that kind of fat yeah so there's a totally like a less offensive yeah like a less offensive way of saying yeah. <laughs> like fat yeah. you know that kind of way i'm fat but maybe just to men maybe just to men like <laughs> women maybe wouldn't see me as fat but men definitely will do you know it's this kind of whole thing where we're back again yeah. we really have to have this conversation yeah. And like, and again, once again, body positivity. We know I was created. We know I was created. We could be here all day talking about it. That was yeah. also stolen and commercialized. Here we go again with midsize. If I see one yeah. more size 12 influencer put up a she in hall being like midsize fashion inspo, I, I'm going to yeah. smash my phone. <laughs> and cope it is it just, yeah. yeah, it is. It is frustrating yeah. just to see, just to see those spaces just be like hijacked by people who don't. Yeah. Get it's it. like there's 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 loads of space for everybody on the internet. Just find somewhere else. Yeah. Like don't come in and like hijack a space that some people actually need or really value, yeah. and put yourself in there when you're not because maybe you feel like you like it. it just yeah, it's it, like it, frustrating. Just because you want a you want an algorithm essentially, like yeah, you fit into a slot and you want to be seen. Like there's a, there's three that come to mind, and every time, and I really like them because I actually know them in person. This is the worst part. I know them in person. I know they're really lovely people, and I, I I'm actually at the point where I'm like, do I even approach them about it? Because I'm just kind of like, come on, out fuck, yeah, come on, out fuck. I know that you're looking to like hit an algorithm, hit you know a hashtag or whatever else like that, but it's it's just it's not you. <laughs> Yeah, it's not you. It really is. Yeah, you know. Um, someone unfollowed someone for posting that cartoon of Paddington and the Queen yeah. talking about taking her back <laughs> yeah. to her husband. Grim Reaper, uh, Paddington Bear. What a time to be alive. Paddington Bear is fucking everywhere. Every shop window now has just Paddington Bear teddies in it. I'm like, what is this brand alignment that has happened between Paddington? Like, just mad. Um, someone unfollowed people for sharing. We're into like the UK listenership here. Someone unfollows someone for sharing Captain Tom tributes. Do you remember Captain yeah, Tom? One hundred percent. If you if you are that person, please send them the articles on on his daughter and the situation that's happening now with that whole charity. Please, please, I'm I'm imploring you, whoever you are, you've got a social responsibility to actually update that person on on what's happened since. Um. <laughs> This one's so funny. I had a dream. I had a dream my boyfriend got with Terry McAvoy, so I had to unfollow her. I get it. I totally get it. That's trauma. 
That's true. Well, I isn't that so funny when you have a dream about something like that and you actually hold the resentment and you're like, this is totally a fictionalized thing. Yeah. It didn't happen too long ago. I was watching Made in Chelsea and for some reason I obviously envisioned that like Tom was Spencer and I had a dream that he cheated on me. The next day I was like, because you cheated on me last night, you were making me dinner. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I think we're watching way too much Made in Chelsea. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't You've got some serious making up to do, pal. <laughs> do. I cannot believe you're banging Lucy Watson. What's that about? <laughs> Uh, I unfollowed someone because they posted a response to their question box with not a question just want to say how amazing you are absolutely bye <laughs> why do people do that why wouldn't they do a question like let's have a chat and then someone's just like no question just want to say I love you like <laughs> Okay, like, like, okay, okay. No, the worst is when you're like, hi, can you help me? Like, I'm in, you know, I'm in Dunn's and I'm wanting to know what the best bread is. And they're like, can you share the answers? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm no help. Can you share? I did it about concealer the other day. My whole body, can you share? Can you share? You have to hold <laughs> up the top every single time. Every single time you have to post it being like, I will share the answers if you don't annoy me. <laughs> every time. What's the pettiest thing you've ever unfollowed someone for? Uh, I think I'm, I'm just after giving a list of like a hundred examples. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me dig into the archives. <laughs> yeah. Like at this point in time, like I, there's, there's little things that just like little gripes that will annoy me but anything that's like a consistent I don't I don't care about one thing that drives me up the walls in particular and it's with obviously the industry that I was in which is makeup <laughs> makeup artists like you just <laughs> if you're a makeup artist you're clearly not a makeup artist unless you put a pan out that you're on a shoot like it's like their favorite thing yeah. to do or that there's an early morning like of course there's an early morning you're doing bridal like that's your job like I'm not going to take a photo of a spreadsheet and be like off I go again <laughs> Right, well, we're all petty bitches. Carla Kay, that is the end of our first episode. Um, thank you so much for being here with me. I was very nervous, but we, I feel like we've had a good time. I think we've built time. up an L rapport, me and you, over the years the of chatting far too much shit about people we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're well, we're well used we're to it. We're well able. We're well able. <laughs> well versed. Um, I hope you have a great week. We'll be back (laughs) next week with more pop culture news, more loves of the week, more of your stories. And look, hopefully it'll be a bit, you know, more streamlined. Live from the queue. Yeah. (laughs) Live from the queue that you're finally in. And we did it. Episode one finito. Thank you so much to my guest, Carla Kay, for being here to really hold my hand through this. Guys, I can't tell you. I was really nervous. Thank you to you guys for tuning in this week and hopefully each and every one after this. I really, really can't tell you how much the support means. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, if you'll believe it, at don'tquoteme.podcast. You can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode all the latest goss and a very exciting guest we'll talk to you then how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.